Welcome to Tall, Dark, and Fictional, a podcast about romance fiction by romance writers. We're your hosts. I'm Beatrix. And I'm Kat. And today we have a special holiday edition with a Santa smut writer. She writes other things, not just that. But we're going to be talking about a book called The Naughty List with Ellie Mae McGregor. Welcome, Ellie Mae, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you write? Sure. I am a writer. I think think I'm at the point where I'm comfortable saying that. I feel feel like everyone... Oh my God, say it, please. (laughs) Yes. So I'm a writer. Um, I'm also on Bookstagram, which if you are familiar, it's Instagram for books. So I write reviews and talk about books there. And yeah, I have two novellas out at the moment, as well as a Patreon that I'm pushing very hard because I am, because nice. I'm now I yes. am, uh, I quit my official job recently. So come on down, everyone. Read some Santa Smart. That's off. <laughs> What's your Patreon called? So actually I should say on Instagram, I am at bisexual underscore book nerd, which now that I'm writing sort of sucks uh, for branding. <laughs> but here we are. I think it's snappy. Yeah. If you go to my Instagram and my bio, my Patreon link, Patreon link is there. Otherwise, you can probably search Ellie Mae McGregor on Patreon. That is what, am I, what I'm doing at the moment. Living the dreams. I can't believe you're saying to me right now, calling myself a writer just seems so strange when you have really hit the vein there with the Santa stuff. It was wild. So so the Naughty List came out last year uh, around Christmas time. Um, and this year I did push, push it again. I did on um, Patreon uh, put a bonus theme from that that I think was really fun. But yeah, so I wrote the Naughty List last year. It was the first thing I've written ever, like finished. I don't know, since Amazing. sixth grade, Amazing. probably. Yep. So can relate to this. I can very much relate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I was like, well, five people will read it. That'll be fun. So, <laughs> so it was like, and it totally blew up. It did. It did. And I remember Sarah McLean talked about it for like two minutes on Faded yeah. Nights. And I like had a full break. <laughs> like just walking around my house like a zombie. Like, what is happening? <laughs> heart attack. I would have a heart attack. Yeah. Did you cry? Um, I might have, I might have, but it was more of like, just like a state where like, like just a full, I don't know. Yeah. It was just like an emotional zombie. And honestly, you say that about Sarah McLean. I remember her talking about the naughty list last year. That's amazing. But I didn't check it out because I was writing, much like you, I was finishing my first novel. Oh, amazing. <laughs> that I had also never finished anything since ever, actually. I don't think I'd ever finished anything. So I can't write and read at the same time. Mm. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Are you able to do both? Yeah. I I feel like I have to be reading something at all times. Otherwise, I'll just like panic. It's great for my anxiety. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm I'm generally reading like four or five books at a time. It's nonsense. What? Um, but Whoa. I, yeah, I know, Love it. but I don't finish like half of them. I'm a mess. Oh, same, <laughs> same. So it counts. You're still reading. It counts. <laughs> you are one of my people. The not finishing the book. People yeah. get so bent out of shape about not finishing books. They do. They're like, this is a DNF. Like in that past, it means something bad. And I'm like, I don't finish yeah. so many things. And they're great things. Great books I don't finish. It means nothing. It's not yeah. personal. Sometimes I'll read like the first half of a book and I'll just be like, yeah, I think I got it. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, or like, I've definitely done the thing where like, when they finally have sex, <laughs> where it's like, every time, then, then it's finished. The build up is getting there. When's it going to happen? Will yes. they, won't they? Yes. They do. And then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of other plot and I'm like, well, I don't really care anymore. You're like, 
Okay, this is some romance reader slash writer real shit right here. Because this is so fucking true and nobody talks about this. After they have sex, it's kind of like always a conundrum. Uh, like as a writer, it's like, well, why does anyone care anymore? Yeah. And then like as a reader, a lot of times you're like, we did the thing. We accomplished our mission. Right. That's what I needed. Which is why a novella is the way to go. Honestly, I think they're so underrated, not just from a writing perspective, because right now I'm working on my first full length novel and it is killing me. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible experience, yes. I mean, I never would have finished anything if it wasn't for a novella, right? Like, it just wouldn't have happened. Mm. But not only that, I think there's so many times, you know, talking about DNFing books, I'm like, I can't, I just can't, I can't. And then you get a novella, read it in a sitting. It's so low commitment. You get that instant boost of serotonin. I think it's great. I read so many novellas. See, now this is the thing, is me and Kat both have ADHD too. Oh, so yeah, so do I. We're a whole club right now, a whole fucking club. I genuinely believe, yes that novellas have that dopamine hit like you just get like that dopamine hit that like people come on people with neurodivergence we we're seeking that dopamine hit like the next shot of it so i think it it works great for readers like us because we're like we got it it's done it's dusted we move on and we don't have to sit there and commit to anything no because it just takes too long to read a full book sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> I know it does. I don't even watch movies. The people are like, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, no, I can't commit to an hour and a half. <laughs> Never a movie. But I will watch like 14 straight episodes of a TV show. Yeah. Yes. So. Because I can leave at any yeah. moment. And that makes me feel comfortable. For this reason, unrelated to writing, I also will not go on anyone's boat. So <laughs> never, ever, ever ask me oh. to go on a boat. What about like a docked boat? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh-huh. Still a no. <laughs> Wow, okay, so we're going to really anti-boat. No okay. boat. I've been outside too much. I just want to be inside now. Yeah, I just want to be wrapped in a blanket. Oh, yeah. Hidden away. Absolutely. Mm. Maybe one or two people are allowed to come in. My dogs. Yeah. Do you use weighted blankets? Oh, hell yeah. yes. Well, okay, I'm like obsessed with my weighted blanket. I actually think I, in my acknowledgments, wrote about my weighted blanket for the naughty list. I was laughing hysterically. I was like, yes, because that genuinely is like it's it's a it's a piece of you need it to function so So i was like this makes perfect sense to me i've lately been thinking like could i use could i double up or is that like bad for your health i'm not sure okay it's like you can build a tolerance with weighted blankets so are you at a 15 pound i think i'm at a 25 pound oh my god my 15 okay i think i don't even know they make them heavier than that no but as i'm thinking i think i could get two Two, yeah. Okay, idea, just sleep under your mattress. <laughs> fully. Perfect. So you saying the naughty list was like your first completed work of fiction. Uh, you know, yes, it's a no- novella, but still. Did you, were you writing anything before then? Or was that really just like your first writing project? Um, I had tried to write one thing before then. Um, actually, like right before then, around Halloween time, I tried to write a Halloween mm-hmm. novella and I got way too carried away with the plot. The premise, there was like a scavenger hunt and I can't even plan a scavenger hunt in real person, a real person, real life. And it just dressed me up too much and I was like, okay, I give up. Um, But before that, (laughs) yeah, no, I hadn't, I mean, really like I hadn't written anything since high school. So yeah, but I had been reading a lot and like toying with the idea, um, but Mm. never, never did. Not until, not until Dirty Santa. Was it in the back of your mind secretly you were like, I know I should be a writer? Maybe a little bit. So this is <laughs> this is sort of weird. But in college, I read a lot of literatica. I don't know if you know what that is. Yes, of course. Yes. Okay. So for people who don't know, it's basically like 
smut online. It's like, like, it is actually like written porn. I, people talk about how like romance isn't porn. This is like written porn. It's like for that, right? And I haven't been on Literatica in a, wrong, a long time. So I'm not trying to shame anyone who does or Literatica writers. But I remember being like, oh, it's so hard to find the good stuff. Or I'd be like reading something and I'd be like, okay, I would do so much of this different. I remember thinking like, I feel like I could do this. Which sounds rude because I feel like a lot of the time people, when you talk about romance, are like, I could do that. But I just had this feeling like I could, but I wasn't sure how. Like, how do you just sit down and, I don't know, write smut? And then I um, got into romance. Actually, I've only been reading romance for two or three years. <laughs> oh, my God. You are, like, You're a like, newbie. I'm such like a newbie. I'm such new. a newbie. Yeah, so I can talk about that for a moment yeah. now that I'm monologuing. Yes. Um, I listened to I don't know if you've heard of the podcast oh gosh I'm not even remembering what it's called now it's a Vanessa Zoltan podcast yes it is the one where she writes the romance novel yes yes I listened to the first season of that so did I hot and bothered that's it yeah so so the first I haven't listened to it since because it's sort of like on a different theme now but the first season is about writing a romance novel and I started listening to that because I just liked Vanessa Zoltan I never read a romance novel I don't think besides you know YA whatever Sisterhood of the Traveling mm. Pants there's romance in it the accessible stuff exactly yeah. and I listened to that and I remember sort of like getting into this idea like she's a super pro romance novel super like you know it's great for your mental health all of these things um and I hadn't really read since college and the first episode she interviews Alyssa Cole and mm. Alyssa Cole talks about Mm, a princess, something, something. Oh, she wrote um the series she wrote about like the, the reluctant. It's called yeah, Reluctant yeah, yeah. Royals. The first book. Yes, it's, yes. I've read every. I've read every. I book love that series, series so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, a princess in theory. It's called The Princess yes. in Theory, and the premise just like hooked me so much. Right, like there's a Nigerian prince. He sends you an email, like the scam, but Amazing. it's real. Right, like that's the premise, mm-hmm. and. I think I had tried like one historical romance before and I was like, this isn't relatable to me. I don't know what's going on with these people. Um, and I read that and I was just like completely hooked. And I guess the whole podcast sort of got me into the idea of writing a romance novel. And actually Alyssa Cole's second book in that series, something, something I can't, can, I cannot remember titles. People can look it up. Um, but yeah. that one is with Portia and it's in Scotland. And Portia, the character, has ADHD. With the Duke. With the Duke. Yes. A Duke by default. There we go. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I'm on fire. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> so the character, the heroine, has ADHD. And actually, Alyssa Cole got diagnosed with ADHD because when she wrote that book, because she was researching. And I sort of had this moment of like, oh, someone like me can finish a book. Right? Because I never right. finished any. Like, it just, my life, it's just like a strewn of like, crumpled paper trails and like whatever right yeah and so I think that was sort of the beginning of like okay maybe I could write something and then mm-hmm. Christmas time came around um and my friend Amanda who's on Instagram at um her name is at talk about swoon underscores between words so she made a joke not made a joke but she was just like where are all the Santa daddy romances and then like my ADHD brain, like in the shower, came up with the entire plot for the naughty list, and I was like, I "All right, a Santa romance—that'll be funny." 
And here we are today. I love it. So that's just how it came to be. Popped up in the shower. And coincidentally, is that why there is that why there's a shower scene in? I don't think so. I think I was sort of just like, they need something to break up all the sex. What could they be doing? They're probably a little gross. <laughs> Fair. Maybe. Maybe in my subconscious. So to, a few things about that. One, you say that historical romance did not work for you. However, I felt at least one historical romance element playing into the naughty list, which is the having sex in the sleigh, which oh, is yeah. just like a carriage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's a carriage trope. <laughs> it's, it's a really big sleigh. <laughs> And, and now I've found a lot of historicals that I like. I just think what I had read wasn't my thing. Um, and I also think the more you read romance, the more you can sort of expand your romance reading because you sort of see yeah. the same tropes in different places. And it's like, yeah, I don't have anything common with a duke and a duchess in olden times. But, like, we're seeing all of these moments that I'm used to and I can... Yeah, latch on to. I'm I'm a very big fan of carriage sex, so <laughs> maybe that was. Well, I it. saw it right there. I That's saw amazing. it right in front of my eyes. Now, <laughs> what kind of historicals did you find that you discovered that worked for you? Really soon after reading Reluctant Royals, I was listening to some other romance podcast at the time, and they talked about The Duchess War by Courtney Milan. I don't mm-hmm. know if you read it. I have, but I don't remember it well. That's okay. That's okay. I've read a lot of historicals. They all they blur together for me too, to be honest. Unless there's Mm -hmm. something like very standoutish about them, this just was like my first historical series, and I was obsessed. So I Mm -hmm. read them all in a row. So that's I will always remember them. Um, But this is the one. She's like a secret chess player. Was there a pleasure garden? There's always a pleasure garden. I know. That's true. That's true. That's true. I just don't remember. I've I've read several. I think there was a pleasure garden in this one because part of the premise is they're both virgins, Mm -hmm. which I love. The reason that they were talking about on this podcast was because the sex wasn't good the first time. And the heroine says, like, "Mm, I don't think that was great. I don't think we did it right. Let me show you what I normally do. And they just, like, talked about how, like, that moment in romance is so important and like life-changing like if I was like a newly sexually active person I would have been like you could say that <laughs> like those the rules don't exist like I can just yeah be and say things that right. I haven't heard other people say mm-hmm. yeah yeah completely. so I mean that whole series is amazing um and yeah I just devoured all of it it's just like women after women that is like powerful pioneering scientists feminists like it's fantastic. Mm. That kind of stuff I love. Any historical that's like pushing the boundaries of what people think happened in history. Like, I don't care about historical accuracy. Like, give it to me. Same. So this does also remind me of something in The Naughty List. Beatrix and I were talking about this before you got on. So I don't want to steal your point, Beatrix. But it's fine. Go ahead. So you can jump in if you want to explain yourself. But the parts in the novella where you kind of stop them and it's like she has to pee after they have sex. They're getting lube. Like they're putting the condom on. They're wiping everything off. You know, it's like an interesting contrast from the magical Christmassy feeling with like this grounded realism. So it's like, oh, this is actually real people. Like these are two real people. Mm-hmm. Just like our situation is a little bit like... Mm. up in the air like there's you know snowflakes all around us or whatever but I I like that like that also I feel like is teaching people in a way like 
how sex is about like your body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your body's kind of gross. Yeah. So. Bodies are gross. So yeah. we both noticed that like we like we both got on we're chatting a little bit and we both mm. pointed all of those separate things out. I thought that was a good addition. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, and there are certainly like plenty of books I love where like we don't care. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're up yep. here in fantasy land and that's great. That's great. You know, no one gets UTIs in fantasy land, but romance has has meant so much to me in regards to like understanding and embracing sexuality and like I don't know, I think it can be two things, right? Like the idea that it has to be realistic is like a bunch of patriarchal garbage, right? Like I can read a mafia romance and know that like I don't actually want to marry some like murdering whatever person, right? I can, I know about reality, but also I think it can, yeah, show us like that it's okay to, to ask for what we want, show us that it's okay to have like a gross human body because we all have one. So I think those moments were really important to me. I can't even tell you how much time I spent being like, okay, will people make will people believe this like Santa lore? Like, does this make sense? Like, I'm I can't let anything go. I tell you. So like, uh, I don't know if you've read my other novella, The Witch's Wolves. No, I have it on my list though. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, it is about werewolves in olden time France, and they use lube because they had to. <laughs> like, I I can't do. They don't have condoms yeah. or do they? Right. No, but they do use lube. Yeah, it's important. Because like you said, obviously there's different, there's different variants in romance and some is pure escapism and fantasy, which is great, but it's also nice to see a bit of like normalization mm-hmm. of like things that happen on the regular set against a fantasy background, you know, cause I mean, you're talking about fucking Santa Claus, you know? So it's like, you could have made it that he is like a magic dick that could just like not get you pregnant, you know, like, or whatever, yeah. you know, no, and no STD Santa dick, you know, like, it, like, it, he could just be magic like that, right? Because yeah. he's Santa. But no, he's like, a, he still has all these normal, it's a very, like, intentional normalization of yeah. very human things, which I thought was, like, a nice add to it, because it is a novella, it is quite short, but you still get, like, this really hearty punch of all of that in it. So I thought, I was like, that's a cool inclusion, you know? Because well, you. <laughs> um, you don't... You don't see it a lot, to be honest. I don't see it, I think, as much as... I mean, I read a lot of dark romance, and dark romance definitely lives on one side of the genre, you know? So, and we like to deep dive into lots of non-normalized things. <laughs> no, so, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's not the focus in a lot of dark romance. But, you know, it, it was nice to see. Yeah, it was a good change-up. Branching off of that, I'm just gonna jump in because fuck it. I was thinking about kind of, like, other intentional choices, and I'm, I'm curious to know how much of it was intentional on your part in terms of Kate's representation mm. because she's older. She's 43, if I remember correctly. She's, like, going through a divorce, single mom of two, plus-sized, right? Like, she's, like, all these things that are not usually seen in a lot of mainstream romance, to be fair. Like, you know, in a lot... And I would assume, like, a lot of Santa romances, you would probably be like, oh, here's, like, this fresh young 20-year-old that's just, like... <laughs> whatever you know so it was kind of like I was like those are interesting choices to make again for a novella because it's like you're really packing a punch into a very short space what led you down making those decisions character wise yeah so I mean I think I don't know that I could ever write a romance with a 20 year old um (laughs) I don't think I I could not I don't think I could ever write a romance of someone younger than me 
Um, I just think looking back, I'm like, God, it was so stupid. <laughs> like, I just can't go back yep. there. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. And granted, like, so I'm only 28, though my birthday is coming up. Capricorn. <laughs> What's your birthday? January 5th. Everybody send a shout out on January 5th. I'm like a true nightmare about my birthday. Like, I will tell everyone to wish me a happy birthday. Why not? I love like a birthday week. A birthday month. Let's go all out. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, no, those choices were definitely intentional. I mean, I think that it's changing a lot. But when you look at the history of romance, so much of romance is about this person that I'm like, who is she? <laughs> like, who, mm. who is this bitch? <laughs> like, so anyways, so like, who is this bitch? Like, she is some, she's like perfect. She is the perfect body type. Mm-hmm. She has no issues. Like, she's no one, right? Like, we don't know her. She right. is no one. That's true. None of us are her. And I think having this person again and again with somehow like the, you know, perky yet large breasts and a tiny mm-hmm. waist and an hourglass figure and whatever it's just like I don't know I think it's tiring like it doesn't feel like anyone I know and I think too part of it is was probably looking back I think parents especially mothers around the holidays are just like not appreciated right my mom got remarried and has younger kids like my siblings are much younger than me and just like staying up with her and like helping her rap but helping her do all the things mm. and it's like how many times I've seen mothers around the holidays just be exhausted and underappreciated. And like, you know what? They deserve like a good time on Christmas. So yeah, I think that's a lot of the, was a lot of my intention um, around that. And you gave them one. You gave them one. That's right. So while we are on like kind of the subject of choices that were made, I would like to know about the choices you made with the Santa lore, because there is a lot of, there is a lot of lore in this tiny little novella. (laughs) And you really lent into them, I think, which was like a good choice for this, right? Because you really want to, right? It needs to scream Santa in more ways than one, right? (laughs) You know, so, so like all the kind of mentions of like the way you wove it in, even with small things like her laugh was like sleigh bells, right? To like the obviously things like, you know, his jizz tasted like snow. You know, so. No, it, it just had notes. It had notes. Sorry. Snow. It was like an aftertaste. I also will say about the lore, I was like, you know, it's really not an easy job to take mm. something like a, a, like a fable, like a myth, mm-hmm. a mythology, like Santa Claus and just like make it present day and like mm-hmm. work it all out. Like, Oh, how is he going to have a cell phone? Like, where does he live? Like, Oh, his brother lives in Key West or whatever. Like all that stuff is difficult to figure yeah. out. Cause there's just so many questions I think that, that it brings up. So I'm sure like it wasn't easy to do or was it, did you just figure it all out in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> I think some of it, I think was, was just a matter of saying yes. Right. Like, I think in mm-hmm. regards to like his juice tasting and like a hint of snow, like that actually I did an Instagram poll because that'd be funny. Of, like what Santa's oh juice would taste like, oh um, which God. in hindsight was a like, great promo. Um, but I just was like Beautiful. bored and lonely and COVID. Um, and so <laughs> all of the things she like guesses that his juice would taste like were um, submissions from people as was a hint of snow. So, <laughs> oh, love it. Augmented reality writing right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, yeah, the same with, like, Key West and whatever. Those were just sort of, like, oh, that would be fun. But in regards to the lore, so I, as a kid, like, desperately wanted to believe in Santa. (laughs) I recall spending a lot of time rationalizing, okay, well, like, if he left at this time, like, how is he Mm. getting to all of 
And this is certainly not what I think I came up with when I was like seven or whatever. But I do think that I sort of had these thoughts and I think went through that lens of like, okay, like what things do I need to tweak to make this sort of possible? So that that was a lot of it. I thought that was a, a great solution. Yeah. There was great the moments. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like moving slower and faster based on mm-hmm. how he feels. And it's also like a weird, so like Santa's kind of like, a police state but you wrote him in a non-police state way you know what i mean because he was like there is no list we're just everybody right like yeah. you guys made that part up like i am just like the giver to all children all children i also love that message i literally shed a tear when he was like all children are good i know as a writer i would want to hear this your epilogue i was sobbing oh my god and i don't know why. i'm a, now granted i have become a crier this a last crier. year yeah <laughs> I I am not. I'm a cold stone bitch. I, yes, no, I know, I know. And I don't know what's changed in me, but I was reading it and I was like suddenly realizing just like, te- like wet. My face was just wet. I'm like, why am I crying for this right now? But Santa Claus made you cry. Yes, there's something about like the domestic, like a, like this, like they're together in like parenthood and it's like, Mm. you know, these are just two real people and it kind of doesn't even matter that he's Santa Claus at the end. Like that really doesn't even matter so much. It's just like, Oh, they found each other. And he's like, wants to be a good dad. Like that I find to be touching for any story. No. Yes. I'm a a sap now. I don't know what the fuck is wrong. I used to be cool and like edgy and now I'm just like crying over everything and it's okay. I was, I was never cool and edgy. Um, no, but I think that that was honestly, I think, quite intentional. One, I think because it sort of circles back to this idea of like what is expected of women on Christmas and what's expected of mothers on Christmas and how like I think so often in, I mean, maybe not now, but certainly like, you know, par- my parents' generation, very much like mothers work very hard on Christmases dads don't (laughs) and I sort of like wanted this like okay he's worked all night but he's gonna show up and help her with breakfast Mm -hmm. and be right and be excited Mm -hmm. about all the kids gifts and all of the things Mm -hmm. and to not just do that begrudgingly but to be honored to be a part of that I think was really important and important and important because I think that's not always like the step parent dialogue either and so I wanted him to just be like I mean, he's Santa. Like, of course he's going to be down. But I really wanted him to be, like, honored to be a part of that. Yeah, like how being a parent isn't necessarily about being related to somebody. It's about your actions and what you do and how you show up. And, yeah, the mother doesn't need to, like, manage and micromanage everybody to make sure that we're all working and doing things. You did also, I mean, let's, let's be honest here, though. You did give her like a Santa. Like, let's talk about the Santa. We're talking about, this is not, like, a rounded jolly man this is like a a dude with with a silver fox and he's built and he's got tattoos and piercings and he's like and he's all like he's got this whole dom thing going so he's like a dom santa right so this is not this is not like he's like oh baby like i'm gonna cook you dinner he's like baby i'm gonna cook you dinner like there's there's a vibe happening with this particular santa so it was what was that choice? Like, why did you go that way with Santa? What a setup for a question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think I thought it'd be funny. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think, like, especially, like, the nipple piercing. It was just, like, I had an idea, and I was like, 
Yeah. Like, I think at that point, mm. I was sort of like, let's keep saying yes. You know, like, let's keep, because it's the thing is, it's, it's so ridiculous, the whole premise that I think, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just saying yes as much as possible, even when it feels outlandish. That was definitely my, uh, my choice. Like, I was like, you know, oh, and I think at that time, around that time, um, Amanda, who, who I was saying inspired the story and also did the cover. So, which is gorgeous. Mm. Oh, Great nice. cover. Oh, yes. that cover's iconic. Iconic. Oh cover. my gosh. I, I have to tell her you said so. Um, I'm like, I can't even believe how blessed I am to be her friend. I don't deserve it. Just kidding. I'm a great friend, but. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> but, deserve it. But seriously, I was so honored to work with her. Um, but she, we like had this thing where we would like post a bunch of like sexy Santas. And when I was writing it mm. and people would send us sexy Santas and you know the gosh, what is it? Something like Rise of the Guardians or something, where it's like there's the Santa and he's like oh, his yes. arms crossed and he's like tattoos yeah. on them. Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. that's why Santa has tattoos on them. Oh my god! I, I saw that. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can totally see it. I was also kind of thinking of there was this other Santa Claus uh, movie that came out on Netflix. I think it's just called Claws. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It is like a postal service one, and he's like yeah, very yeah, like yeah. brooding, and yeah. Yeah, he was like this big, bulky Santa, and I was like, for, that was what kind of popped in my head, but now that you mentioned the Guardians movie, I was like, oh, I can see it. It makes sense now. Yes. <laughs> That's brilliant. But okay. let's also say that to like people who are listening, because most of our listeners are writers, yeah. like truly go for it. Like say yes to your ideas. Don't doubt yourself. Doesn't matter if it maybe seems a little silly at the time. Like who cares? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I just like need to mention for like a hot second. Um, I just read (laughs) the toy King by Adriana Herrera. I don't know if you've heard of it. I saw a cover for this. I mean, I know who she is obviously. Yeah. I haven't read it. Um, it is like, I was talking to her about this yesterday that like when I when I wrote the naughty list, I was thinking like, oh, this is so bananas, it's so wild, and like now I'm like, yeah, it's like a little bonkers, like it's fun, but <laughs> like the Toy King is like really the exemplar of like upping the ante. Like, how can I make this mm. more ridiculous? How can I just the funniest thing, the wildest thing that pops in your head? Like, let's make it happen. Um, for example, this is a small tiny spoiler. I hope it's okay. For the the, the no, toy king, totally. Fine. Um, they can recognize their mates by the taste of their genitals. It tastes like their homeland. Amazing! Wow, wow! If only Amazing. that was, if only that were a thing that we could do. In Truly, IRL. Be a skill. I mean, Actually, mine. No, I mean, I don't know. I grew up in Michigan. It probably tastes like cow shit. <laughs> Oh, but you know, you would love it. You would love it. Where are you? Where are you in Michigan? Near Lansing. Okay. So I'm from Chicago originally, but my grandparents are from the UP. Okay. Totally different than Lansing. Totally different. Totally, totally interesting, weird place where Santa would definitely live. Oh, absolutely. Santa would totally live in the UP. I think. Yes. I, where did I think that Santa was going to live when I wrote this? Minnesota. It's, say- in, it's Minnesota, I think. Of course. Minnesota. Right. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense, though. Let's talk a little bit about you as a writer. So are you, it sounds like you, are you an outliner? Are you a pantser? Do you do a little of both? Like, how are you, how, like, for instance, your novel now, how are you approaching that? Yeah, so my novel now, I thought I outlined the shit of it, and now I, the shit out of it, and 
now I'm like, I need to do more outlining. Because <laughs> um, right now my outline is probably 10 or 15 pages. Something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a it's good a, size. It's a, it's a pretty hefty outline. I like, and I, I don't want to get into what it's about because I am hoping it gets picked up. I'm sure it will. <laughs> Thank you. But it's about a subject I didn't actually know a lot about, which is terrible and I'm a masochist, but I couldn't let it go. Honestly, the worst idea, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is my brain. It's a fickle beast. I have to work with it. Cannot work against it. Mm. But yes, yeah, so I had to do a lot of research. I did a lot of outlining. And now I've, I've come to this point where before I write every time, I outline what I'm going to write. So like every day. So like the next scene, I also outline in further detail. So I'm not getting stuck. And I'm like, wait, actually, where is this going? So I've become a pretty heavy outliner. However, in regards to novellas, that's a totally different case because you don't have to worry about plot holes, right? You don't have to worry. Mm. Like it's, it's, I think you, it's different. Like, and not everyone, and this is like no shade, I'm not going to call it any names, but there are definitely some really great novellas and some novellas I've read where I'm like, this pacing could be different. So I think there is, there is definitely skill in, in regards to pacing a novella, but I think it's nothing compared to outlining a outlining a novel and right now with my patreon shorts they're like 3,000 to 8,000 words ish and those are really like one sex scene so it's just like I got an idea mm-hmm. wham bam thank you ma'am literally mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it so, <laughs> so I think it that's kind of runs the game that's, all that's a want. good a good length sex scene just like a hmm. three to five K like get it out. Like kind of probably a lot of really good, just like practice too. Absolutely. And I think it's really fun. And and that's actually like, I mean, if I were to offer a piece of advice, I've had a lot of people ask me like, how do you write a sex scene? I'm embarrassed to write a sex scene. I don't know how to write a sex scene. And I really think people make the mistake of in their first like full length romance being like, okay, I care a lot about these characters. Let's write the first sex scene ever i've ever written and it's like so high pressure (laughs) and i just Mm. think like it's not always the best place to write your first sex scene and i think that's the glory of like a short story or whatever like you just write a sex scene pick two characters just go for it get used to using those words get used to the pacing get used Mm -hmm. to knowing who's Mm -hmm. what is where (laughs) um and so i think with Patreon, that's been awesome. And also awesome to just be like, like right now I'm writing a Yeti romance. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everybody, do you hear this breaking Yet- news right here? Yeti romance. I'm sure you've been talking about it on your stories and stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to preface anything that I'm talking about that I could not finish it. I could get 99% there and I could not finish it. That's my vibe. That's what I've made peace with. Only fair. <laughs> but I did have people, um, uh on my Instagram I had like a question box and I had people give me like who where do you what do you want to see what tropes do you want to see what kind of characters do you want to see mm. and I got snowed in yeti language barrier and I was like great we're going oh, oh. this is a great prompt that writes itself <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's that's a, perfection yeah. I yeah. love romance I love romance because where else it's such a weird that's place a it's thing. a weird beautiful place and I love it oh yeah. you know romance is really the reason I started writing again, after like, same as you, just like not writing for years and years and kind of like giving up on myself and just thinking like, well, I'm never going to be like these dudes who write, right? Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be like Hunter S. Thompson. I'm never gonna be like a fucking beatnik, you know, like, <laughs> like, all, like, like, you know, like your English professor is yeah. like, well, today we're going to read the like 
the mm. electric Kool-Aid acid test. And you're like, this is my nightmare, like my worst nightmare. <laughs> like, And it's like, meanwhile, like I had it, like I didn't even know where to find romance novels when I was in college. Like I just was totally out of it. So it really like, I think is such a welcoming, open community. Like we are able to talk to you right now. Like none of it, Beatrix and I didn't know each other before we started. Well, we really didn't know each other except for like a writing website. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like just the romance community is like open and good. And I think not all good. But right. A good foundation, I think, to the community. I mean, I think that's so true. And like, I mean, I would have not have put out either of my novellas if it were not for other writers. Like, not even just talking about like reading stuff, but just like helping. Like, I am a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> any any logistics. <laughs> I like immediately want to throw up. And like the people mm-hmm. I have have been able to talk to of like I don't understand. KDP. I don't understand keywords. Mm-hmm. I don't understand Balaam. Like I am, I don't get it. Um, and just the number of people who are like, oh yeah, like I can explain that to you. I can help mm-hmm. you out with that. Like I, it's amazing. And just especially indie authors are just so like, it's like you're saying with this podcast, right? You're a small podcast. You want to chat with people. And I think so many mm-hmm. indie authors are the same way and just so kind. Um, and if it weren't for the online romance community, I mean, I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have read anything. I mean, thank you. I'm, I'm an indie author. Thank you. I just, I feel so, I feel so complimented right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually just, was specifically a compliment directed at you. Specifically, so you <laughs> I took that as specifically directed <laughs> towards me, the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit about, so you said you outlined, let's talk about writer's block. Like is outlining completely stopping your writer's block or are you still feeling the pain that we all know so well? Um, I mean, I think in, in regards to this project, I mean, today actually was not was not a writing day. It just wasn't. Um, yeah. And I think that... Same for me. Yeah. And I think that I don't know that that's... I mean, all writers are different, right? But I think for me, so much of my writer's block comes from my neurodivergence. Um, and I just really had to learn to work with my brain. And there are like some... I think there's different energies that I can have going on. And they're good for different tasks. <laughs> and like... Today was a moving around, folding laundry, doing dishes task. It was not a sitting and working, like, sort of yeah. day. Um, and so I think that's a lot of it. Um, but something I found that really helps is, like, I need to take the pressure way off myself. Because I get, like, oh, gosh, I'm never going to finish. I'm never going to get published. I'm going to be poor forever. I'm never going to amount to anything. Like, it's mm-hmm. very quick, the snowballing. We all feel it's it, great. yeah. <laughs> yes. But, oh, yes, it's the doom spiral. We all do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I go very quickly from I can't write today to no one loves me. I'm alone forever. Yeah, I, yes. like, will never. I, like, I'm a failure. I'll live in a shoebox my entire life. I had, like, a full meltdown last week, right? Yeah. Every no, day right? I, w- I was texting Beatrix, like, I'm emotionally <laughs> dysregulated today. That was my phrase. I kept saying that over and over again. <laughs> I had just looked up that phrase. I had just learned it, so I was using it. But, no, writers, all right, we've said it before on the podcast, writers are 50% ego, 50% self-hate. That's, yeah. that's what we are. That feels right. We're one or the other. And it just depends on where we are on the day. So we'll either say this is garbage or we'll say I'm a fucking genius. It will be one of the two. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. that's that's right. I think when I'm writing, 
I'm the worst. And when someone is complimenting me on my work, I am yes. the best. <laughs> or sometimes yeah. I do this horrible thing. It's like truly my toxic trait when I'll be thinking about my work in progress. And then I'll slowly move to, I'm on a podcast about my new book. What am I saying about it? Oh, I'm getting like, I'm getting this award yes. for my new book. And it's <laughs> terrible. It's like, you haven't even read the book yet. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love to live in like the validation land. I love validation land. It's like, I seek it. I need it. You know, I mean, it's the serotonin search or dopamine search. We're all on it. But I would say something that has really helped take the pressure off is so I'm a big, I live by timers. If it weren't for my timer, I'd get nothing done. But so Mm -hmm. I, I love a times writing sprint, but sometimes big or a medium block of time will seem like too much because and I get really worked up before I start writing for the first time and so I'll set a five minute timer like I need to just be with my work for five minutes and like do a little read Ellie we are the same you are literally the same same person yes the The two of you I feel like we're all really dialing right now so yeah totally totally (laughs) but so that has been just so great for me because it's like after five minutes I'm ready but before those five minutes, I'm like the stupidest person, never going to write again, yep. going to be a failure <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love that like a five minute timer is such a no pressure kind of deal. Yeah. And it's about as long of a time as I can uphold like high energy before yeah. I just crash into nothing. So yeah, yeah, I've done that. They don't work for Beatrix. They do. Absolutely not. <laughs> what is, what is your... I hate all writing sprints. I don't care how short or long it is. Okay. But you always show up to the writing sprint. I always do, but this is more, I think, me trying to sabotage everybody else on the writing sprint by just talking (laughs) to them long enough. No. Not but true. no, I don't. I the problem the way my brain works is that as soon as somebody tells me to do something, even if I'm telling myself to do it, I immediately shut off. I'm like, nope. Yeah, look rude. I'm not listening to you. So even if I'm like, oh, you're gonna sit down, you're gonna write for five minutes. I'm like, fuck you. I am not. (laughs) I love your little like taunting voice that you're saying to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's my voice. But no, I I mean, I really think though, regardless of what anyone's strategy is, I think writing with ADHD is very much like an exercise in tricking yourself into doing Mm -hmm. the thing Mm -hmm. that you would really like to do. (laughs) Yes. 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 Yep. It's like, I do want to do this, but my brain's like, but don't you want to do 1000 other things right now at this second? Also, like, wouldn't you like to do everything <laughs> or all the things and then do nothing? Absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. That's my yes. fate. That's my yeah. go-to, isn't it? on the couch, yeah. pure ADHD paralysis. Mm-hmm. What if we just sat and looked at the same Instagram feed repeatedly? I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I have like no shame. I have like, um, I like to think of it as spontaneity. Some might call mm-hmm. it like aggressive ADHD impulsivity. Um, so <laughs> whatever goes. What's the line? Who's to say? It's There's fine. no difference. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, and this, this might happen and this wouldn't be traditionally published so I can say whatever, but I've, I've been wanting to write a Christmas romance about a sad Dracula who has oh God, been yes. <laughs> who has been um, basically comatose since the eighties, and he is like uh, out and about in New Transylvania and meets a, a tour guide giving Dracula tours, um, and he likes doing Christmas Christmas karaoke. Um, and so sometimes I'll like send my friend versions of <laughs> Christmas 
headphones in my sad okay. Dragula. Why do I find this so sympathetic? I'm just like, I immediately relate to this character. I don't know and, why. Yeah, he just... <laughs> Something... Fun fact about me, my great-grandmother is from Transylvania, so I could be related No, nope, to... I can't. I can't. Oh my gosh. The visual, the visual of a Dracula on a karaoke stage. I love, like, the different, like, responses you got from the two of us. <laughs> I mean, this. he also obviously really loves Last Christmas by Wham, because it is the last Christmas song that came out before Honestly, he went Honestly, and, and kind of like a sad song. It is! And he would sing it in his, like, sad, thick Transylvanian yes. accent. Oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You oh, gotta well. do it. Yeah. I, I mean, you gotta do it, it. it might happen. It might not but it might it, it's been don't it's hold been, your art from the world it's been brewing for quite a while so i think that I it probably it. will happen um but right now mm. traditional romance is is slowly killing me but who knows well we'll get back there yes. uh all right what else should we talk about with the naughty let me i'm gonna get my uh notes out just you so i can remember about yeah. what i was thinking about when i was reading i know as a as a writer it is important to me to hear what people have to say about my book only when it's good. Mm-hmm. And of course, I only have good notes, so don't worry about it. Let's see. I said that I appreciated that you said Kate didn't always enjoy giving blowjobs. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It was a nice thing to say. I think, in, oh, there was another thing too where it was kind of like, I think the first time Santa comes, it's like he comes on her hand. And yeah. It was interesting to me because I feel like that almost never happens in romance it's always like I have to come inside you or like she's gonna swallow yeah or like or if it's a very subversive romance he'll like come on her like right. priest for instance we had a funny <laughs> shot to the face priest. that was the first I'd ever read in romance of that but and, yeah and dear listeners as anybody that follows this podcast once again even for the Christmas special we're bringing up priest it's we always bring up priest every episode book, every episode oh we're literally somehow I know I, I don't mean, know if you've read it but it's amazing. Also, um, if yes. you go to my Instagram, you'll see a very special quote about the Naughty yes. List from Sierra Simone. And it says oh, that nice. it is like a cup of hot chocolate, except for the mini marshmallows are mini Santa dicks. Oh my that God. was how she was describing the book. And I was like, tattoo that on my soul. I love it. That's amazing. I that's love amazing. that you got a shout out from Sierra Simone. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I texted her this year. Epic. I was like, hey, you co- you said this <laughs> last year about my book and I screenshotted it a year later. Can I use this in promo? She's great. Oh, she said it. Forever. How could you not use that forever? As writers, we will use everything yeah. uh, yes. to our advantage, 100%, and as we should. It's a hard world out there. Absolutely. So I did appreciate that. I also, yeah, the... They come in with a hand and the first time I was like, you really mm-hmm. never see that that's like an option for some reason. Yeah, like, you don't have to swallow it. It's not mandatory. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. So I made a note of that. Let's see. Um, a, lot, so a few puns that I was into for one. I don't know if you meant this as a pun, but I did think it was funny. Come for me, Santa baby. Oh, Santa yeah, baby. definitely. Yeah. I, mean, I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I could add a baby after that. I could give a little shout out. You know what I appreciated? I appreciated the description that Santa Claus had thick thighs. <laughs> That's I mean, what I I noted that and I was like, finally. Because like I'm like I thick mean, thighs. I think that the thigh is finally getting its moment in the sun. Right. You know, yes. like everyone knows yeah. we like the jennies, we like the boobs, like the mm-hmm. thigh. Everyone's got them. They're mm-hmm. just good. Like, just gotta mm-hmm. appreciate the thigh. I remember I, I said that he was sort of like if Santa played rugby, 
because yeah. it's God's sport. Like, it's God's outfit for sports. That's God, those true. little shorts. So true. I mean, I don't That's understand funny. sports. <laughs> I don't get it. But those rugby Same. outfits are just a little <laughs> gift for us in this terrible world. So. <laughs> and the shorts. I mean, hand in hand. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. I also said, going back to your book, I also said uh, I really liked her backstory with her husband. Like, you obviously didn't have a lot of space to expand on it, but I thought you did a good job in keeping it very clear about how, like a lot of women, she's basically trapped because he wasn't, like, outwardly abusive, but he Mm -hmm. was literally just, like, a non-present entity in her life that just made her life net worse than it was. Yeah. And... That's a lot of women. I think, and, and, and I think people in marriage. Yes. And that, I think that was also really intentional because I know in my own life, I've definitely seen a lot of women who their husbands are sort of just like other kids that they take care of. Uh-huh. And I think that's really what I wanted it to be for her of like, I don't need to be a parent to this adult. Like I have, like I have kids like this, this, like the person in your life should be good like it should be overall a positive experience for you and I think that's not something that I always knew right like I think there's so much pressure to just be in a relationship Mm. but then realizing like oh is this is this like net good because it's supposed to be right um and so I think for her it just wasn't another thing the I felt like personally spoken to as a romance reader when it was like she was reading smut to masturbate like no one ever talks about this (laughs) they just don't like no one talks about I swear we talk yep. about everything but this. And I'm not saying we have to disclose things like this, but I just thought it was interesting. And I felt like, yeah, that is also she was calling out Hallmark for having um, closed door sex. <laughs> I'm like, that's also a little inside baseball right there. <laughs> Those are things that romance readers care about. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think my writing, my writing, I hope, I mean, it's certainly not for everyone, but I hope it's for many types of people. But I definitely think at the end of the day, it's for romance readers, you know, like I hope a non-romance reader can pick it up and enjoy it. But I think at the end of the day, there are always going to be these shout outs because like that's my community and that's what I'm writing it for. Um, yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. She was also, I think people highlighted the the quote a lot, but she's obviously reading a uh, Katie Roberts who I am, who I'm. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. So she's, she's reading on um, one of the Wicked Villain series. Um, by Katie oh, Robert. I totally missed that somehow. Katie Robert is my white whale. I do not think I write <laughs> things that she would necessarily enjoy, but I'm waiting for her to just one time be like, oh, Ellie, I like this. Just waiting. I can't <laughs> believe she hasn't already. I mean, she definitely reads darker stuff. And I, so the, right. the Witch's Wolves, uh, I really was ready to come full Katie Robert and be like, I'm like, I'm going to write this gritty, like, werewolf, but there's still wolves. Like, it's going to be – and it's, like, the softest thing anyone – like, one of the wolves, like, likes baking and making tea. Like, I'm terrible. You can't – you I, can't deny yourself. I you can't. can't. I, I'm the softest person. I don't have it in me to actually be gritty at I all. I am also the same. <laughs> so I actually think I, I like, not. do not write for Katie Robert, but I just, Talk like, want her to love me. <laughs> okay, let's do – Beatrix, you want to rapid fire? Yeah, but Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do the things. Okay. Are we are we ready to go? Yeah, let, I'm gonna I'll do um I'll do them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll start with the these are slightly uh less. These are from our non-extreme this or that. So stuck with one trope: faded mates or childhood sweethearts. Oh, uh, faded mates. Childhood sweethearts is like 
you had a chance. You didn't do it. Mm. I don't know. I don't like, we don't need to go back to the past. Faded mates. <laughs> Hard agree. Hard agree. Okay. Hotter character trope, a moody crime lord or a playboy millionaire? A moody crime lord. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that has been the popular pick. Yeah. Um, this is this is one of the podcast favorites. It's pick your supernatural vampire, werewolf, alien, or dragon shifter. I think definitely a werewolf. Oh I think okay, this is this is the thing. It's is not necessarily because they're better, but so I've mm-hmm. read a significant amount of books that have werewolves in them. And I think there's always this specific type of person that's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of like a little overbearing Scotsman. He's maybe a little devil may care. Like he's a good time. It's not, it's not necessarily the werewolf aspect so much as it's a type of person that is often a werewolf. Right. It's a right. Cressley Cole shout out right here. Yeah. I'm like a hard <laughs> Cressley Cole fan. Yeah, like same. I, yes. Um, what's his name in the third book? Gosh, I can't think of Wait, it. Wait, who's the With Mariketta and... Lachlan. Oh, uh, he's one of the vampires. No, 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 no. no. He's one of the werewolves, obviously. Ew, I can't no. think of his name. Oh, oh, Bo- Bowen. No, because no, I thought yes. Bowen was the the one where they're with the... I swear. With Lucia. No, no, no. Bo is definitely... Bowen okay. is... Then it's... Bowen McGreeve is definitely oh, yeah, Mariketta. Okay. That then was then one of my faves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, he's like kind of a fuckboy. Yes, his whole deal is my shit. Yes, Amazing. I love that one. Yeah, okay, follow up one. to that one is another classic. Do you go alpha or beta? Oh, I think that's so tough. I mean, when I write, like a hard beta. Me too. I did note that on Santa Claus. I was all like, he's a dom beta. That's kind of my shit. I mean, uh-huh. one, of, one of the wolves from The Witch's Wolves is like, probably an alpha but he's even sort of got like some pretty hard beta tendencies i'm just like i can't be edgy and i feel like an alpha is always a little edgy right you have to sort of push the boundaries but i think mm-hmm. in regards to reading i love reading an alpha all right uh which is hotter tattoo or scarf i kind of feel like i know which one you're gonna go here i mean uh, i think it depends i'm actually i feel like the besides this i mean i know i feel like nikolai has all these tattoos but mm-hmm. i am sort of like take or leave tattoos depending I think a hand tattoo, that's it for me. That's a good, that is, that is like, you don't give a fuck. Like, you got him on your hands. Like, I love that. Um, mm. Though I think scar, it depends. You know, like, if it's, if it's a symbol of your, like, total badassery, like, you know, when he, like, takes off his shirt and she's like, whoa, he's been into some heavy shit because mm. he's, like, all mm-hmm. scarred up, that mm. probably wins for me. That was a long... I, I'm, I'm not good with binaries or picking anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect game for you. Perfect game. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, this is only two. This is either or. Read as many romance books as you like but are never satisfied. Or you're only able to read one romance book a year and you love it. All of them and I'm never satisfied. Thank you. Like, I, I got it. Like I said, I always have to be reading, like, five books. Like, if it can help me just, like, disassociate from this trash world, that's it. That's all I needed. That's what. That's the goal. That's Can't the argue goal. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> would you prefer a book that's missing every other chapter or a book that's only missing the last third? I'm going to say the last third 
because I might never get there anyway. That's <laughs> what I said. That's what I said. I'm like, because, you know, they've already done all the big stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> then we don't even have to get to the dark moment. And it's like, wow, I read a book where right. everyone was happy. <laughs> the end. Great, I loved it. They had their false victory, but I accepted it. Yeah, I accepted it as a full, <laughs> real victory. The end. It's totally on. fine for me. I'm not living their lives. <laughs> this makes sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Totally. All right. Uh, read only smut that's not dirty enough or read only smut. That's either too dirty or too kinky for you. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> what would be too kinky or too dirty? Yeah. There's no limits. I mean, <laughs> the limit does not like this. Um, I mean, probably, oh gosh, I don't know. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say too kinky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like brown in my horizon. I mean, I have the line. I, my line is drawn deep in the sand. <laughs> Spider dick. I can't do. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is true. We actually took a poll on this one, and I think we took a poll on most of these, mm -hmm. and most people said they would rather read smut that's too kinky, too dirty, which makes perfect sense to me. And Beatrix is like, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah. that could possibly bother me. And then I sent her the cover for... Whoever wrote Morning Glory, Milky Farm, her name is... Sienna Costa. Sienna Costa. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yes. And she had a spider, uh, like, She's you know, coming yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah, with a spider. I read it. I'm a genius. I'm a number of hers, and I saw the explicit version of that. Oh, shit. I can't. Okay, so <laughs> I, I think her covers are genius. Yeah. I think, like, what she's doing is smart. And Beatrix is like, I just found my line, and it is spider yeah. dick. And I cannot it's, cross the spider line. dick line. That's yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, a hard I think line. spiders in general, I think people have pretty visceral reactions to. Yeah. I was a basement kid. My room was oh. in the basement. Oof. We got very Oof. familiar with one another, mm. me and spiders. Wow. No. Um, so, yeah, I don't, have a, I don't have a particular problem with that. I, don't, I, I really... was traumatized oh, no. by spiders. Because I grew up, I grew up on the West Coast in Washington, and we have black widows. So I was taught to be very, very afraid <laughs> of spiders. And we had, we had false black widows as well oh and so you never know which one it was right and as a little kid you don't know i did actually once work at a place with a black widow infestation which i feel like was some oh sort of violation <laughs> for sure how could that be safe for anyone when you went in the greenhouse you just had to like be really careful and like shake things out and sometimes black widows would just come out nope no oh. Nope. I'm really not that scared of spiders, but I am afraid of literally dying yeah. from being poisoned. Yeah. Apparently, apparently so, or venomed. You'll be our right. Like you have to go to the hospital. You can make them make I, it through. I think. I don't quote me on that. Be careful, everyone. Let's not test it. <laughs> yeah. Just anyone it. listening, we're not going to stand by any of this information. Don't we do not seek out black widows. We don't. We don't fact check stuff here. We just no. whatever. <laughs> um, we just but, say whatever we want. But I don't think that there is any. Like, I don't have a hard line at all, I think, mm. in regards to, like, creatures in erotica. I wonder that with Katie Roberts, because she has, like, covers that are just, like, it's a big green lizard. Oh, my God. I'm so, like, that, that, that one? cover, <laughs> yeah. I, like, old school romance with the lizard yes, man, yes, I, yes. like, eat that shit up. I want to frame that on my wall. But that's just me. <laughs> I am no. very curious about, like, what, how that plays out. Like, I... As soon as she posted that, I was like, 
Okay, you like have my attention. I've actually read multiple lizard man romances, so I feel like I know how it's gonna play out. Yeah, you'd be okay. Oh, you know, okay. 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 New to me, new to me. I, I, I think, well, the monster, the monster bait romance is a whole, it's a whole universe a whole in itself. Thing. And it's a beautiful thing that that it exists in the romance genre because it's so unique. I just can't do it if it's spiders. That's so, fair. Just, I think it's really important to know yourself. Anyway, okay, back Next. on track. Yeah, these are the last two anyway. So pick pick your mythological god: Hades, Apollo, Persephone, or Hera. I mean, it's really tough. It's really. I feel like as a bisexual person, this is like a rude question to ask me. Um, <laughs> because I feel like you have to say Hades, but also yes. specifically, um, Persephone from Lore Olympus is like a goddess. I mean, she's a literal goddess, well, but also like, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I want to be her and I want to make out with her and more stuff. I don't yeah. like her. Oh, I love her. She is like beautiful though. I she's mean, gorgeous. She's like this beautiful, mm. but I do, I, I don't like that character. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Well, I think that, I mean, gosh, we'll have to just be from, come friends and talk about this later. But I do, <laughs> oh, I do think that there is something special about a character who is like this ingenue, like, you know, she's so naive. She's so young. I would never write her as a character. But her, like, being demonized for a bunch of shit that's not her fault. And then, like, True. coming into her sexuality, like, claiming her life. I don't know. I think there's something mm-hmm. powerful about that because mm-hmm. I think most of us or many of us have been that person at a time, even if we're not now, like we were naive mm-hmm. once. Um, and so I don't know. I think there's something powerful about that choice. But, but Hades, that's a good argument. Hades in that. Oh my gosh. Blue uh, is the hottest color a person can be. And like, you can, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. Uh, I think, uh, Ice Planet Barbarian's, Proves that fact yep. that blue I, is the hot, in fact, the hottest color. I'm sorry, suede. Like, it's like a blue. A lot suede. of my 2020 was dedicated to Ice Planet Barbarian. So, oh, same here. Okay. We've this, been through it. This pretty much lines up with, anyway, with monster uh, bait romance. Um, it's pick your mythological half human Minotaur, Centaur, Mermaid, or a Fawn. Okay, and what am I picking it for? Uh, as as the lead, Just use your imagination. <laughs> as the lead romantic interest. <laughs> okay, okay. So we have a fawn. Are we talking two legged fawn or, or or four legged fawn? Two. I think that's a two legged. A yeah. two legged fawn. Okay. A centaur. Uh huh. Where is the penis? It's on, on the, the horse. The horse half. The horse half. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're so old hat at this. We're like, yeah, we know all the answers. The, we, the okay. horse. The horse side. Mermaid yeah. or what was the last one? Minotaur. Minotaur. Oh my gosh, all of them, man. Oh, <laughs> reverse oh. theorem. Done. I want to read that. It's amazing. You are oh. first, all of them. <laughs> Everyone's like, gross, none of them. Like, yes, give them to me. Um, I am kind of someone who's like, gross, none of them, because I'm just like, I can't. I, there's just too many like facets. I can't. You like, can't think about it too hard. You can't. You can't. Mm. That's the most important part. Though I do sometimes think about, okay, so I've like read many a book where the hero has hooves. <laughs> you know, if he's like, the, if he's me. like a demon, the devil, um, right. what is the sure. one? Like a fawn. Uh, a satyr. Actually, I, there's mm-hmm, this really yeah. great satyr book uh, that I'm like trying to evangelize because no one's ever talking about it. 
oh, now I don't remember what it's called. It's so oh, embarrassing. No. It's by Cynthia Diamond, oh, no. and it's called, I think, like, How to Charm, How to Do Something with a Seder. Oh, God. It's by Cynthia Diamond. <laughs> Find it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a romp. It's, like, practical magic vibes. But anyway. Fun. But the thing is, is that I feel like on a hardwood floor, the hoop doesn't have a lot of traction. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, feel like, logistics. Okay, wait, I'm into this. Walking around, yeah. have a trying to like have sex, but you can't really plant your mm. feet. I this I don't. is so true. Like they need little like little do? inside booties. Okay, do they yeah. have like horseshoes? Hooks. Oh, but but I still think a horse, if it had two you legs, could, put, could it walk on a hardwood floor, even with the metal things? Because do they have? I don't know a lot about horse hooves. Yeah, I guess none of us really do. <laughs> but, I was never, <laughs> just guessing. I, was a I mean, okay. Well, let's just. This is what I would say to make this work is if you're already gonna go into like a goat style human, then mm-hmm. you might as well give them hooves that have ridges so they have sure. some built-in uh-huh. traction i mean right? like, i don't think no author has ever clarified this because i feel like i'm the only one that was like i'll be walking on that floor no this is a perfect question i think yeah <laughs> i think bringing in us the real issues right here <laughs> just has a lot of carpets <laughs> like, rugs i mean a honestly, good rug. i think hardwoods overrated i like a carpet a midwestern finished basement carpet that that is a real midwestern <laughs> thing right there <laughs> just like for some reason it's it's also like kind of moldy and you're like why why is this moldy all the time it's fine <laughs> That's so we all have asthma it's because it's, too many it's, midwesterners yes it's moldy because you have to do that thing where you saran wrap the windows Oh, Did you ever God, do that? So sad. I feel that our basement windows were saran wrapped. Yes, if yeah. I recall, like the tiny little window that had like leaves all like yep. matted to it all yep. the time for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. It's been a while since I've been in a basement. We don't yeah. have them here. No, we we're don't. Too fancy for basements. <laughs> we don't have finished basements here. I think it's such a. Actually, was saying um, that's another Patreon short I would like to do sometime. Is because I think sex in a finished basement is like so iconic right and so it's gotta be it's gotta be like second chance romance they like did hand stuff in the finished basement at some point in their adolescence and now we're back there you cannot beat this specificity i am telling you this is what makes a writer (laughs) i just had a really visceral um life like like midwestern experience you know many of them eating at a steak and shake you know that kind of thing Baker thinking square. it's fancy it's fine oh totally thinking it's fancy yeah <laughs> oh my god this has been a wild ride truly this was lovely i had so much fun oh good are there is there anything that we've missed that you want to talk about about your books that are coming out or anything else you want to plug not that it really listen you know not that many people listen to us but <laughs> you're still we'll do it anyway <laughs> we do what we can oh yeah. man i love that no um i mean that's really it I've written the two novellas we talked about, and then, you know, subscribe to me on Patreon. That's yeah. it. Give her money, everybody. Like, support writers, especially yes. writers going out there and doing it on their own. Oh, like, I, um, seriously, though, I mean, support all writers. Um, review books. Review my books. Yeah. Review other books. Review books you liked. 
do not feel like you need to like write a full length novel as a review. Literally, uh, this was fun. It's great. Like numbers matter in reviews. Another thing, I actually, actually, I never read my reviews. I've never read a single like a Goodreads review. I will never, absolutely not. I will never read mine. I'll only read a review if you tag me on Instagram. Do that if it's a nice one because it makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, give give good reviews. If you know you're going to hate a book, don't hate read it and then give someone a one-star review. I've not seen that happen to me. It's just not cool. And definitely don't tag the author in it. Don't, don't, tag, don't tag the author no. in it. Come on. We only like compliments, oh, friends. You're not helping. Yes. We're made out of tissue paper. Pure tissue paper. Just a gust of wind will ruin us. Yes. (laughs) Um, But if you are looking for more holiday romance on Friday, which is tomorrow, which is nonsense for when you're listening to this, because it'll already be out. I know, um, it's too bad. No, it's great, because it'll be ready for everyone. On my Patreon, I wrote a short... I don't know how many words it is. It's not just a sex scene. It's like a full, a full romance, but it's shorter than the naughty list. A about a demon. It's called A Demon for Christmas. It is a oh demon who is a servant oh of Satan, but he secretly really loves Christmas and Celine Dion. Oh my god! So oh if, my you, god. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. if you are looking for a high heat, very soft romance, and you want a Christmas theme to that, check out, check out my Patreon. It'll be out for everyone. So. Yeah, absolutely soft demons here. That's what we like. Yeah. So okay. I think that's amazing. I had a great time. I'm so glad yeah. that you spent all this time talking to us. That was this is no, awesome. I loved we're it. Really excited. Yeah. Should we close out? Yeah, we're closing out. How do we close out? I forgot our closer. Uh, happy holidays, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye out for season two of the TDF pod starting hopefully early next year. Yes. We are getting a very special guest on to open uh, season two, uh, which is, do, do you want to do the reveal? Cat? Yeah. Ellie, yeah. you'll know who this is. Jen Prokop is going to be <gasps> on season two. Oh my Faded gosh. Bates. So Jen. Jen reads romance. Listen. Yes. yes. And listen, she read us so hard that I fucking laughed. Cause I asked her, I'm like, Hey, like you've been a huge influence on me as becoming a writer. And I would love if you come on our podcast, even though I know like we don't know each other or whatever. And she wrote back, Oh my God, of course. So nice. And in, in, in everything she wrote back, of course, I'll talk about romance with anyone. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, literally any person. And that's you. Literally anyone. And she's right. That is us. And we will we take are- it fucking grateful and excited but also extremely grateful for you and excited as well and excited for your future and we'll be watching and hoping everyone else will too thank you same to both of you this was fantastic i had a great time so fun great we did too and if you like romance and you like us you can follow us at tall dark fictional on instagram you can follow me i'm kat at catwin author and you can follow me beatrix uh on instagram i do not post but follow me anyway and do your closer (laughs) So that's it. That's goodbye no, from Beatrix. No, that's what? goodbye from Cat. Oh yeah, shit. Go ahead, go. <laughs> Listen, I'm Just, tired. It's we, late. We here. drop music in at a certain time. Anyway, guys, that's it. Thank you so much. I remember someone so bright then. I was really trying not to cry then. I was really hugging you goodbye then. You can have my MP3 when I'm dead